You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pumpfakes looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. What's up, 12s? This is Hawk Talk Preview Edition Week 10. The Seahawks take on the Rams, and they are looking to bounce back. But like always, before we get into the details of this thing, here's Nasa Chobie with the injury updates. Thanks, Bump. Well, at the moment, the running backs and the defensive backs are the two position groups that have been really banged up for the Seahawks. During Pete Carroll's weekly press conference, he gave us an update on the status of cornerback Shaquille Griffin and Quinton Dunbar. The return for Shaquille now is about his hamstring and getting it right. Um, he's running some. Uh, we'll see how, you know, how he progresses through the week. If he has a chance to get back, we won't know till the end. Quinton's knees bothered him you know, for some time now and uh, bothered him last weekend for sure. And uh, so we're, we're have to tend to that. On the more positive side, Ugo Amadi looks like he'll be making his return this week. Uh, he's practicing today. He'll go full full go today. Anxious to see how he you know he he can handle it you know, throughout the week. But uh, looking forward to him playing. Lastly, we got an update on Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde, who have missed the last couple weeks with foot and ankle injuries. Chris is running more so than Carlos is able to at this time. Chris is ahead of Carlos coming back. Um, he's going to run uh, today and tomorrow. We'll see how that how he handles that. Um, I can't tell you anything more than that right now. All right, Bump, and before we get going, make sure to join us each and every Thursday from noon to 2 for The Huddle, hosted by Tom, Jake, and Stacy, along with Seahawks color analyst Dave Wyman. It's your chance to hear directly from the Seahawks players as they prepare for Sunday and preview the game ahead with the voice of the Seahawks, Steve Rabel, and our guy, Ray Roberts. And like you mentioned, Bump, it's another NFC West showdown. The Seahawks taking on the Los Angeles Rams. Who's next? Who's next? The Los Angeles Rams are next. They are 5-3, third place in the NFC West. Don't let this 5-3 record fool you. It, it, you look at their, their wins and losses, it's kind of it's confusing, right? They, they've beaten Dallas garbage, Eagles garbage, New York garbage, Washington football team garbage, Chicago Bears. How oh, you respect it. Okay. But then they've lost to the Bills, who U12s better respect the Bills at this point. The 49ers, but the 49ers were healthy when they lost to them. And then the rising Miami Dolphins. I feel like they have quality losses, but I'm not sure about their wins. But you look at their stats, you start to look at the stats in the film, and you start to respect this team. Oh, no question about it. A couple weeks ago when they lost to the 49ers and Jared Goff had another suspect game, I really didn't know what to think of this team. But the second I put the tape on, these guys are good. And it's – it's I'm, I'm not going to say I'm scared – but I'm very concerned. I'm on high alert for this football team because you just look at the numbers bump. You kind of started it. Like, first of all, we're playing the second best defense in the NFL. It starts on defense yep. with them. They're number two in points allowed, only allowing 19 points a game. Pass defense, they're number two, 197 yards a game. And then total defense, 291 yards. And they're second again. So, honestly, it starts up front. We'll get into the man up and get into the specifics of it. But defensively, they're a good football team. And after this last week, it'll be interesting to see how they line up against us because we struggle with some pressure looks. So we definitely got our work cut out for us, for sure. They are second in the league with 24 sacks, and they have the leading sacker on their team and Aaron Donald with nine sacks. Golf has only been sacked 10 times. So that offensive line is doing their thing. They're looking good. 
like you say, you put on the film, you look at these numbers, they have a top five offense in the top 10 defense. They got a balanced offensive attack. They run the ball. They can throw the rock. Daryl Henderson is a nice running back. Yep. It's a name that people probably don't know. They don't really respect it, but you look on the film, dude is fast. He understands the zone concept. We know they're going to show that jet sweep with Robert Woods. They're going to do a lot of things to try to confuse you, and they have the personnel to get it done. If Jared Goffin is taking care of the football, then this poses a great threat against his defense. Every offense does at this point, especially because the Seahawks aren't healthy. But if if golf can take care of the rock, I'm I'm a bit concerned. I'm like you. I'm not I'm not like scared, but I am definitely concerned. Oh, no question about it. And the thing when you think of the Rams, you think like you mentioned the jet sweep. You think of their crossing routes. You think of their their short passing game. But they get in a lot of twelve personnel, man, and they want to run the ball. You mentioned Henderson, like. When they get going, they want to run the ball. And you you mentioned it too, their offensive line, only 10 sacks. Just comparison, the Seahawks offensive line has been a strength of this football team this year, and we've been and Russell's been sacked 24 times. So that kind of gives you some oh. context that, like, they're only giving up about a sack a game. So, woo, we better come with it, man. They better have a good week of practice, good turnover Thursday, all that good stuff because they're going to need to come with it for sure. Better be all good. And, and let's not forget to mention they had a bye week. So they have, they've had two weeks to prepare for this football team. So you know they're going to get their best shot. Let's learn a little bit about this matchup and know your history. Know your history. So the series record between the Rams and the Seahawks is 24-20 with the Seahawks leading that. There was one playoff loss in 2004. And this is what got me, man. I guess I didn't really pay enough attention. But surprisingly enough, the Seahawks have only won three of their last ten meetings with the Rams. That's crazy, Bump. Wow. Like, it doesn't feel yeah. that way. Obviously, the Rams got good. They went to the Super Bowl in 2018, and they've been good since McVay's been there. But still, it doesn't feel like we've only won three of our last ten. Um, last meeting, the Seahawks went down to L.A. in the Coliseum, lost 28-12 to on Sunday Night Football. And that's kind of when things started to go south for the Seahawks last year on the injury front. Um after his best game of the year, Rashad Penny tore his ACL, and we still haven't seen him since that game last year. Quandre Diggs did his thing, did have two interceptions and a pick six. But I want to talk about the first matchup against the Rams last year because it was Thursday night football, packed house, action green uniforms, and I think we got to witness the best pitch and catch I've ever seen live in a football game. Luke Wilson in motion on the left side. Russell, play fake, steps back. Has time, still surveying the field. Now he rolls left. Now he scrambles. Now he's going to throw to the back of the end zone. Reaching up, making the catch. Did he get his feet in again? Touchdown, Seahawks! The littlest guy on the field climbed the ladder, kept his toenails in, and Tyler Lockett put six on the board for the Seahawks from 13 yards out. Bump, you're a receiver, man. That has to be one of the best plays I've ever seen, ever. Yeah, uh, one of the best plays I've ever seen. I compared to Santonio Holmes Mm -hmm. when he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Cardinals in the Super Bowl. But there was a stat like the um, the percentages that Russell Wilson completed that pass was like point something. It wasn't like a full percent. He had to be super accurate. He has to trust this guy. And I'll never forget. I ended up getting my brother in law tickets to that game and his seats were right there in front of that. He texted me after the game. And he said that section was just going nuts. Granted, all of CenturyLink was going nuts, mm-hmm. but that section was going crazy. And then I got to interview Tyler Loggett the week after on 100 yards with Bumpus. And I had time to say, look, man, probably the best <laughs> catch I've ever seen. Let's hope they create some of that magic this week against the Rams. One more time. All right. What's the word in the West? Where my soldiers at? West side. Where my soldiers at? West side. 
And the Seahawks are the NFC West champs again. What's the word in the West on Hawk Talk? The word in the West is even though the Hawks took an L last week, they're still sitting on top of the division at six and two. Arizona's right behind them at five and three. The Rams are at five and three. Frisco is at four and five. Now, I want to point some things out to people. The Seahawks have the best offense in the league, the best scoring offense in the league. The best overall offense in the league is Arizona Cardinals. They, um, fifth in scoring, second in rushing. They have more of a balanced attack. Now, when it comes to putting up points, I'm going to go with Russell Wilson all day. But I'd say that just to let people know how difficult this division is. Mm -hmm. And then you look at the Los Angeles Rams. They have the number two defense and the number six offense. So there's a cluster of NFC teams at the top of offensive categories. That's how tough this division is. Any week, anybody could lose. It's going to be a tough game this week. Oh, no question about it. And uh, just real quick, I need to give a shout out to the Dolphins, man. The Dolphins are yep. really putting on for the Seahawks this year. Not only did they drop, they lose to the Seahawks, they beat the Niners, they beat the Cardinals, and they beat the Rams. So, obviously, we talked about it earlier. The, the Dolphins are obviously a much better team than anyone thought at the beginning of this year, and they're definitely doing us a solid in the division. But let's, let's talk about that. So, the Dolphins recently just beat the Cardinals in the game that came down to the wire. Um, Kyler Murray was balling out, and towards down the stretch, the Cardinals drove down 44 yards to the Dolphins' 31-yard line with a minute 58 to go. Set up for a game-tying field goal that came up just short. This will be a 49-yard field goal, it seems. Kick is up, and the kick is good. And so we're tied with one. Fi- no, 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 you missed it. It shorted it. Yeah, it was right down the middle, and it was if the wind came out and blew it dead. No juice on it. Unbelievable. Jimmy, I'm with you. I thought it was going through. It was and right down the middle. It was perfectly straight. It's just like, you know, you hit that wedge a little fat, Joe. Yeah. From like 120 yards, and it only goes like 118. He must oh, have. This man. thing literally hit the crossbar. Oh. What a break for the Dolphins. Oh. So that ended up ending the game. But the reason I played that bump, you ever done that on the golf course? You thought you hit it just oh, now, you came up just hit, short. Hit the wedge fat? Most <laughs> definitely. Probably half of the time, especially out here when it's raining and it's soggy. Maybe if I'm out in Cali, I can skip it off of the turf. But, yeah, hitting the wedge fat, I know all about that. Let's not forget, Kyler Murray had a day. 21-26, 283 yards, three touchdowns. Also rushed for 111 carries and one touchdown. I saw Keyshawn, not, no, who was it? It wasn't Keyshawn. It was Bomani, I believe it was, on ESPN today saying, if – Kyler Murray were in Baltimore's offense or just the Baltimore Ravens quarterback, they would be Super Bowl bound. That's how much he thinks over Lamar Jackson, even though Lamar had an MVP season last year. That's how versatile this young man is. Well, he can just do it. He can do everything. That's the thing about it. And that's the difference between him and Lamar. Lamar's a good quarterback. Obviously, he can throw the pill. He is a quarterback. He's not a running back. But the difference is when you need when you need to make a play with your arm and you got to sit there in the pocket and make a throw, Colin Murray is just light years ahead of Lamar at this point. So, again, we got them the following week on a Thursday night football on a short week. So it's going to be – we're going to have to come with it. And like you said, every single week is a dogfight. Um, I mean, on the Miami side, Tua is starting to look a little bit better. He he went 240 yards, two touchdowns. So they're they're a good football team. And at the end of the year, that's going to be one of our marquee wins, I promise you.
I don't no disrespect to Buda Baker, local legend, you dub W, I get it, but did you see the move that Tua put on him? My goodness, man. Tua, we looked at the stats. Tua ran a four nine. Tua's not looking like he's running a four nine. He looked like a cool four six out there. He put that foot in the ground, wow, made a move. If he can add that to his game too, because you don't think of Tua as a no, runner. Not at all. But he was he was getting loose. So if he can add that to the game, that is what's up. Now let's talk about these 49ers. All right. They were molly whopped. Hey, you know what? Nass is our producer, and he puts in little gems. Molly whopped. Big us for you for putting molly whopped in there. I haven't heard that since 87. Why? <laughs> molly whopped 34 to 17 by the Packers. But they're, they're, they're wounded, man. Even Aaron Rodgers is like, yeah, we won. But, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. They're beat up. It's it's probably over for the 49ers. I mean, pump. They were, they're down. Jimmy Garoppolo, Kittle, Moster, Debo Samuel, IU, Kendrick Bourne, Trent Williams, Richard Sherman, Nick Bosa, D. Ford. Tons more. Bump. That's $80 million of cap space on the bench, man. It's hard to win any football games like that. It's, it's tough, man. Next thing you know, Shanahan's going to need MCL surgery or something like that. You might as well throw a coach in there, losing all his dang money. Well, they kept it interesting for the first quarter, only trailing 7-3, but the Packers scored 24 unanswered in a route to an easy victory. God bless the 49ers. Your season is over. Let's see who we got to watch out for on Man Up. Man up on Hawk Talk. Like we start every week, you got to focus on the quarterback, Jared yep. Goff. Now, Goff, he's had an interesting year this year. Eight, 186 for 284, 2,185 yards, 13 touchdowns, and six interceptions. He's completing 65% of his passes, like we mentioned earlier. Only been sacked 10 times. And every week, I feel like we have this conversation. I cannot yep. get a read on number 16. I can't get a read on this man. When he's playing well and he has time to throw in the pocket, he looks like a top 10 quarterback. When he's under duress, under pressure, he looks like a bottom five quarterback. And it just doesn't make sense to me because they have the weapons and they should never look as bad as they do some weeks on offense. And then they flip it back the next week and, and score 40 points. So it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, and he's only been sacked 10 times. So does that mean that he's getting great protection or is he so scared every time he feels a blitz, he's just letting it go and not even giving defenses a chance to get after him? Now, lucky for him, he's going up against the worst defense in the NFL. And it hurts my soul to say that because on this defense, you still have Bobby Wagner, KJ, Jamal Adams, Quandre. We'll see if Shaq is back this week. We know Dunbar is hurt. On paper, this defense looks like it should be one of the best defenses in all of the land. You just got Dunlap. Don't know if Snacks is going to be there or not. I'm sure he is excited for this challenge, but I also think that I'm praying that this defensive staff find ways to put pressure on the quarterback without leaving the secondary out to dry. Yeah, man, it, it hurts my heart. Every time I hear people talk about the worst defense in the NFL or every time I hear that we're on pace to give up the most yards in the history of the NFL, the most pass yards in the history of the NFL, just, I just, my brain can't compute what's going on because, like you mentioned, we are too talented. We have too many good guys on this football team, and every week I'm just praying it comes together. And like you mentioned, with hopefully with Dunlap helping that defensive line, we can get to the quarterback without sending the house because in that sense – Dunlap is going to open up Jaron Reed, right? Jaron Reed had yep. a career-high two-and-a-half sacks, and I'm hoping he comes back. If we get Mayoa back, that if enough guys win, because you need to have more than one guy win on every pass rush, because the Seahawks are getting pressure. If you look at the numbers, it's just 
One guy wins, quarterback steps up, then he gets out the pocket. So hopefully we can get that going. And we want to build off that seven-sack performance because if we can and just make Goff get the ball out quick because, like you said, we're struggling in the secondary a little bit. I'm hoping Trey Flowers is playing some good football. He's getting his confidence back if he can get Shaquille back. Whoever it's going to be, whether it's Shaquille, Dunbar, Lyndon Stevens, we just got to step it up. And I'm hoping that this is the week they can finally get it done. Another matchup bump, receivers, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods versus this secondary we just talked about. Cooper Cup, 48 receptions, 527 yards, two touchdowns, 312 yak yards after the catch. He's a talented dude. Then you got Robert Woods, who does a lot. They'll do some five sweep action, 37 receptions on the year, 436 yards, and four touchdowns. Now, bump, I'm going to start with Cooper Cup. He, he scares me a lot, too, because not only is he going to get busy in the slot, he's a big dude. So it's yeah. He's a physical matchup nightmare. So I don't know if Uo Mati's going to be back or not, but DJ Reed definitely is going to have his hands full again this week. Cooper Cup is a top five receiver in the NFL. I don't care what his numbers say: forty-eight for five twenty-seven, two touchdowns. There are guys who are producing more than him, but you look at his route running. His route running second to none. I feel like he can run routes with the best of them, with the young guys like Judy and then Hopkins. They get all the love. I don't think Cooper Cup gets enough respect. And then his yards after the catch, he can get loose. After his rookie year, he went back to the drawing board and said, look, I have to get faster. Now, Woods. Woods ran a 4-5-1 at the combine. On film, he's a 4-4 guy, oh, high 4-3 guy all day. Going to use him on the jet sweeps. He's back home in Cali. That's where he's from. He went to Sarah High School. Side note, that's the high school that put me out of the playoffs my senior year. Oh, lost no. that high school. But oh, no. hey, it's all good. I forgive y'all. I forgive y'all. Robert Woods, man, versatile. He's fast. They have a good duo right here. We know we're going to use him in jet sweeps. Lots of motion. Lots of misdirection. Just be disciplined on defense, Hawks. Be disciplined. All right. Next matchup. We got Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown versus the Seahawks front seven. Henderson has 95 carries for 458 yards, three touchdowns, 10 receptions, 120 yards, one touchdown. Brown, 75 carries, 314, three touchdowns, 14 receptions on 79 yards. I like Daryl Henderson, man. He's physical, I watched what He's physical, he's fast, and he's young. And at that, at that RB spot, if, if you're young, you already got a plus. Because you know once RBs hit about 28, 29, it starts to go downhill. I, I feel like he understands the zone scheme beautifully. I broke down a play on film sessions where it's just a simple zone. You press the B gap going to the left. You wait for your guard and your tackles, excuse me, your guard, your center is a double team. And he pressed it. And then you look for the cutback. He put his left foot in the ground, cutback, and now he's gone. I like to know what his 40 time was, but I love what I'm seeing out of Henderson. You, know, you, you hit the nail on the head where he's smooth and he's also physical. And like we mentioned, they yeah. want to run the football. Um, I, I think they need balance in their offense. For Jared Goff to return to the Jared Goff of 2018, they need balance. And right now they're getting it from Henderson and Brown. So the Seahawks, the one thing they're doing really well defensively is stopping the run. They're only allowing 93 yards on the ground per game. The Rams are running the ball pretty well, uh, 137 yards per game. So the thing there with me is I just want to know how much they're going to use them. I really do yeah. because we said it before last week how we thought the Bills had kind of figured out what they were going to do and they need balance, right? Well, then – they looked at what we were doing defensively and said, well, we're just going to throw the pill every single down. So it's going to be yep. really interesting to see what Sean McVay has in store for the Seahawks. Because like you mentioned, giving that man another full week to prepare for the Seahawks is, is dangerous. So I'm really going to be interested to see if they still are committed to trying to run the ball to get this offense going. I think you have to come out throwing the ball just to test it. Like, okay, 
All right, let's are they the worst passing defense out there? Let's test them at first. But you but you already know, man, they're going to they're have they have to run the football. That's too much a part of who they are. But then I could be wrong. Last week, we thought the Bills were going to come out and run the rock. They ran it three times in the first half. That mm. is so disrespectful, Rams. So disrespectful. All right. Next matchup, Russell Wilson versus the Rams defense. Russell. 21, excuse me, 211 for 297, 2,541 yards, 28 touchdowns, and eight interceptions. That eight interceptions is really surprising to me. I, I spoke to Pete on Monday, and I say, man, do you feel like Russell's kind of pressing a little bit because he feels like he has to get more done? And he said, yeah, he might be. But then, you know, he's always going to protect his quarterback. He goes, nah, you know, just a couple mistakes here or there. Me personally, if Russell doesn't play well, they're not going to win. And I think he feels that. So he's like, all right, I'm going to take more chances. I have to take more chances. They still put up 34 points and don't get it done. Hayes has got to fix the turnover thing. Throw it in the dirt, right? Get back to the basics. Well, yeah, when you see eight touchdowns, that's, that's, it jumps off the page at you because, like, that's a season for Russell Wilson. That's a season. Yeah. He's only had a couple seasons where he even threw double-digit interceptions. And you have guys that are throwing 16, 15, 18 a year. So it's weird. And, and you mentioned, I think he is taking a little more chances than he normally would. But you also got to look at that game, too, specifically. When you get down 14 nothing right away and you don't feel like right. you can get a stop, you're going to take more chances. So I think that contributed mm-hmm. last week. But we just got to take care of the football. Um, as we mentioned against Arizona, he's still the best quarterback in the league coming off a loss with a career 31-8 and record. That's the best in NFL history since the merger. And last time he came off the loss, Russell responded great, throwing four touchdowns and zero picks against the 49ers. But bump, man. We're going up against a whole different kind of beast with this Rams defense. Mm-hmm. They're the second best defense in pretty much every category. <laughs> so second best in defense, second best in scoring, only giving up, only giving up nine passing touchdowns in eight games, fifth in rush defense, allowing ninety-four on the ground. Well, I mean, how do, where do you start? Where do you attack? I, I don't, I don't know where to start here. I think. Well, you have to start. You have to let Russell have the football in his hands and hopefully do his thing. You know what? You know how you you typically defer? That's what most teams do mm-hmm. when you get the coin toss. Nah, Seahawks, get the rock, <laughs> give it to Russell, and let him yep. get going right now. No, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. And the thing, too, is like where you mentioned, where do you start? Um, I think it's going to be a big change if the Seahawks have – Chris Carson or Carlos Hyde back because this offense for Russell would be great. Obviously we know he can do his thing. He can throw the ball 40 times. He's going to give us a chance to win every time, but to have the appearance of a run game as a real threat is definitely going to change the game because when you're getting pressured as much as Russell has recently, if you can run the pill that alleviates some of that pressure, we can do some screen games. You saw the bills do it against us. When we started getting home all the time, they ran a couple beautifully drawn screens right into the blitz and we got some big yardage. So hopefully um, we can start there. We need to see DK and those guys go out, all out. So they're going to have their hands cool. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see the Rams defensive coordinator, Brandon Stanley, uh, what he draws up. And just a quick shout-out to Stanley, who's defensive uh, D3 defensive coordinator at John Carroll University. Shout-out to all the D3 okay. schools out there before he made the jump to the NFL. Ooh. So it's going to be interesting to see. Again, he's had another full week to prepare for Russell Wilson because – uh, but any defensive coordinator, I don't care if you have a month to prepare for Russell, you're still not going to be complete ready because he's going to come with it. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. But bump another matchup, man. Aaron Donald versus everybody, everybody on offense. Aaron Donald, my Goodness guy, gracious. he is the best interior defensive lineman in the National Football League, and it is not close. There's not a close second. Nah, he he makes me nervous. Just. Just looking at him. If you if you were to walk into my house right now and just stare at me, I'd be nervous. I'm like, you the way he is with his hands is crazy. I've seen him do things. I've seen him jump 
and chop hands down. You're not supposed to leave your feet. Who can leave their feet and chop hands down on a 6'5", 300-pound dude? He does things that you just can't think of. Against the Seahawks in 12 games, he has 12 sacks, 30 tackles, 19 tackles for loss, 33 quarterback hits, two passes defended, two forced fumbles. He's filling up that stat sheet. He's filling it up. Oh, my God. I mean, every single time. That's the thing. When you, you know, post it comes out, okay, 54 is the mic, blah, blah, this and that. Uh-uh, hey. The guy right in front of you. <laughs> That's who you Where's have. Where's 99? Where is 99? You got to double that, him, man. I, Every play. I've seen him line up in the one tech, the three tech, the five tech, and they, they move him around as well. He'll start off in the five and then eventually end up in the three. I mean, six one two eighty, and he uses his leverage. He is probably the most impressive player defensively. I have seen. Now, I know there have been a lot of guys who can ball out, but me personally, he's probably my favorite since Ed Reed. Ed Reed was my dude. He can just take over a game at, at the safety position. Aaron Donald can take over games as an interior lineman, which is impressive. He's been an all-pro every single year since 2015. On the This year, he has 26 tackles, 9 sacks, 11 tackles for loss, 3 forced fumbles. As an interior lineman, the next closest person on his team, when you talk about tackle for loss, has 2.5. So, I mean, he's what they do, and, yeah, we're going to have our hands full up front. you got to double him every play, but like the, like the thing we talked about, he can take you with his hands and drive you right back into the quarterback, or he can slap yep. your hands down, leave you laying on the – I mean, it's just – he's scary, man. So, Ethan Postig, Damian Lewis, all you guys, man, good luck. We're going to need it, man. We're going to need it with this dude. Come together, offensive line. Next matchup, DK versus Jalen Ramsey. I'm not even going to talk about stats right now. I'm, I'm, you talk about the stats. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about Jalen Ramsey's going to do everything he can to get in DK's head. Jalen yep. Ramsey is like the Gary Payton of the NFL. He is going to talk to you. He is going to talk about your cousins. He's going to tell you your garbage. After the game, he'll shake your hand unless you're golden tape. But I want to <laughs> see mentally, can DK handle this challenge? Now, he handled Stephon Gilmore. He handled Ward, the little chihuahua that was barking at the 49ers a couple weeks ago. He has handled every challenge beautifully. I'm not worried about the physical. I think he's, he's going to make his plays. He's going to do what he has to do. But can he stay locked in mentally with one of the greatest trash talk- talkers in all the land? Oh, no question about it. And these guys matched up against each other last year um, twice. And in the game, in their last meeting, um, DK had six receptions, 78 yards, uh, and this nice over-the-shoulder play from Russell Wilson. Rams rush five. Russ steps up in the pocket, shifts to the left, now throws down the far sideline. And Metcalf makes wow. an over-the-shoulder catch on a perfect pass by Russell Wilson inside no now they're going to say actually at the 21 yard line of the rams and then was knocked out of bounds was dk Metcalf. but what a beauty of 23 yards from russ and here's the thing with dk obviously he's 43 receptions 788 yards eight touchdowns 18.3 yards per catch second in the nfl in yards only 25 behind stefan diggs second in the nfl in touchdowns only one behind tyree kill so He's going to do his thing. We know what he can do. This is going to be a great matchup. Uh, 12s, definitely get your popcorn ready for this. But a quick other shout-out to the secondary for the Rams. Taylor Rapp, UW product, went to Seahome High School out of Bellingham area. He's a baller, too. He's all over the field. He's going to hit you with hey, some pop. Hey, I don't like all these shout-outs you're giving to the Rams, Nass. Hey. <laughs> I'm not trying to. They just have a good roster. I don't get it. I feel you. I feel you. Oh, Snaz. All right, well, I just can't. I can't wait for the matchup. Jalen Ramsey, he doesn't cause turnovers. He's got one interception this year. He's more of just, just 
a dog off the leash. He's just roaming. He's looking for the big hit. He's doing what he has to do. All right, we talked about the matchups. Let's talk about what they have to do to win this game, the path to victory. At the 45, waits for the snap. Michael Dixon puts it down. That kick is away. And that kick is good! The Seahawks win! It's good! It's a path to victory on Hawk Talk. How are we going to get this done, Bump? Well, it's going to start with Jared Goff. you got to get pressure on this dude. He cannot be comfortable in the pocket. He's in no way the type of athlete that Seahawks has faced with Josh Allen. you got to pressure him early and often. If you do not do that, and he gets to stand back there and read his keys and do all the things. It's going to be a long day. We got to build off those seven sacks we saw from last week. And you got to get after this man. He's essentially a statue back there. You have to put pressure on him. Got to put pressure on him. And this secondary needs to step it up. There are times in the secondary where there's not a guy in the flat or someone has deep thirds and he jumps on a, on a hook route. Little, little things like that to where NFL quarterbacks are going to exploit you. Just have integrity in what you're supposed to do. Alignment, assignment, execution. My high school coach used to tell me that all the time. If they can just align, assign, and execute, not even execute at an extremely high level, just be in the area. When you're in the secondary and you're in the area you're supposed to be in, good things are going to happen. Oh, no question about it. And another week of Jamal Adams. People forget he was out for a month. So playing a full game, he played 100% of the snaps last week. I know that Pete Carroll talked about that was kind of tough for him to get through that. So another week to get his legs under him, another full week of practice. Hopefully return of Shaquille Griffin. If he's not back, Trey Flowers, who's been playing good football. Pete talked about the, probably the best game he's played all season or ever seen him play. So he's got that confidence back. And whether it's going to be Quentin Dunbar or Lyndon Stevens, whoever it is, they need to step up big in a big way. And like you said, be in the right spot, have some integrity, and just go out there and play, man. Be aggressive, be physical, because we need you guys this week. We need you guys. We also need to take care of the football. If it wasn't Russell Wilson, I'd say ball security, job security, but he's probably the most secure man in the NFL <laughs> when it comes to his job. So, Russ, just take care of the football. I've, I realize that he has to take more chances because of the pressure that he's going to have with the defense giving up a bunch of points, but we've also seen him have that pressure in play well. So, And I expect Russell to bounce back. I've never seen him put together two games like the one he had last week, and yet they, there was still a chance last week. They were down seven points at, at one point and almost had a chance to win the game. So just take care of the football. We cannot turn the ball over in our own territory. Can't give this offense in the Rams a short field. No question about no question about it. Win the turnover battle. You win the football game, period. And then off those skis, man, protect Russell Wilson. He cannot go another game where he gets hit 16 times, man. That is way too much. We know we're going to have our hands full of Aaron Donald. Hopefully another long week of practice. The O-line gets things right to protect that man because we're going to definitely need it. A uh, quick reminder to find complete Seahawks coverage on 710 ESPN Seattle, the 710 ESPN Seattle app, or at 710sports.com. 710 ESPN Seattle, the voice of Seahawks football. All right, man, we got to show some ability to run the ball and own the Come NFC on. Wentz bump. We got to get back to what we do because this is our division. Get back to what we do. Seven and two, here they come. All right, man, it's been real. Once again, Hawk Talk preview. The Seattle Seahawks take on the Los Angeles Rams. It's been real. I'm Michael Bumpus. He's Nasa Chobie. Hey, let's talk next week after a win. Talk to y'all soon.